All right, bro. We're back at it. And uh, just a quick summary of last week, in case anyone wasn't able to join us, we covered Luke 1, 1 through 17. <laughs> and we took about an hour and 20 minutes right. to do it. So if up. anybody wants the details, I mean, it, it was really good, bro. I really I was enjoyed very, it. I had some amazing feedback, too. Yeah. I know People say was, I've never read the scripture like that, and it made complete sense. And that's the point, dude. Amen. That's the point is... Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to put a bunch of fluff in here. So last week, if you want to catch up, go back and listen to it. It's called uh, "So That You May Have Certainty." That's the name of the the title. And then this week, we're going to get as far as we can. We're gonna try and finish chapter one. That's the goal. However, eighty verses. Brandon talks a lot, so <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. It's it's not me. It's not me. It's all Sky. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's all, all you. Bro. I can't quit talking. So we're going to go ahead and start in eighteen, and just make our way through. And um, as always, if y'all have questions or concerns, hit us up. We'd love leave to them in the comments. Leave them in the comments. Let's get the algo going. Let's go. And um, other than that, Brandon, bro, take it away. You you had some things in eighteen. I think it was for the, I think it was actually yeah 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 okay. Do, yeah. Um, so we'll just read it and get to it. Okay. And so Luke one eighteen. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I'm, I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. Side note, I heard several uh, studies this week that they believe they may have been in their 60s at this point. Okay. Which is pretty old to be having a kid. Yeah. Okay. So, 19. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple, and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. Okay, so that's the end of, like, the Zechariah and Elizabeth intro. Correct. All right, so right, yeah. what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I was reading this again today to get prepped for tonight, obviously, and um, I got stuck on 25 yeah. where Elizabeth says, thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. And mm -hmm. I was like, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, so when I looked up reproach, it's like a disappointment. Mm -hmm. So even though she was faithful to the Lord, she was still disappointed that she was without child through all of these years. And the community knew that we have to remember in ancient times, the community, it's a tight-knit community. It's not like, I mean, it's not even as, as small as like where we live at. Yeah. It's it's smaller. Mm -hmm. We're talking a few hundred people living in a little community. Everybody knows everybody, right? Um, and so I didn't look that up. I'm making that assumption, by the way. Okay. Um, but in the time that they were alive... Typically, it was a tight-knit tight community. Right. Everybody knew each other's problems. You know, they weren't posting on social media how happy and great life was. They were talking to each other in real life, right? Yeah. So they knew her, the community knew her desires. And they knew that her and Zechariah were faithful to the Lord. Um, so what she's saying here is that the Lord took away her disappointment. And the, the people in her life were able to see that. And I thought that was pretty powerful hmm. that the Lord showed his faithfulness, not only to Elizabeth, but to those around her through the conception of John. So if that's, if that's true, I'm not saying it's not, but if that is, why would verse 24 say after these days, his wife, Elizabeth conceived and for five months, she kept herself hidden. How would they know if she was hidden? I took it as she came out of hiding after five months. Mm. Maybe that's May I a liberty. An alternate? I'm all ears. 
perception doesn't mean it's right it's just okay so the community thing 100 percent. i i think that's a huge part here okay if if we put ourselves in where is this judah hmm. northern israel back you know for two thousand years ago um with the with the role of a son the role of a son was your honor like right if you didn't have a son bro you were nothing so is it possible that the community shamed them for being sonless sure childless and by I her receiving that, yeah. a child now the oh, community now she's just, accepted yes now the reproach or um i do believe a good word is is disappointment um, I think an alternate word might be shame. Mm -hmm. Like, like they were shaming them. What's wrong with you? God doesn't love you. God's not showing favor on you. You should have a son by now. You're in your sixties. If God loved you, he, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Doubt, I understand. Yeah. And bro, to go back to chapter one for, if that's, if that's a, a good way to look at it for, let's say they got married at 15, which was average age yeah, of I marriage mean, at the time, sometimes yeah. 12, right? Yeah, I so, think they say that Mary was 14 yeah, when she had Jesus. Exactly. So. so let's say 15 to 60-something, 50 years, they had to deal with shame from the community, and they still remain faithful. That builds on last week how they were faithful without their promise being fulfilled. Right. That's insane. Um, so either either way, I think it gets across the same point, but, um, you know, I think and that it, there's a— And it proves the Lord's faithfulness yes. to those around her. 100%. No matter what the perception is, if it was shame or disappointment 100%. or both. Do you, do you have a, do you have a, an issue, not issue might not be the right word, but you, you know what I mean? That, um, Zechariah got silenced for doubt. Hmm. I mean, that's, we do that a lot, a lot, right? What do you, what do you think the, okay. So Luke, remember Luke is writing all this. This is Luke's choice words. Luke chose to write this the way did, he wrote it I did for hear, Theophilus. I did hear that, um, I think it was Pastor Stephen Rummage, said that Luke was guided by the Holy Spirit yes. to make sure this was inerrant. Yes. Which I think is extremely important Heck yeah. to about what you're about to say. Yes. Okay. So, I just wanted to reiterate that in case yeah. somebody hadn't listened to last week. Correct. This is just as valuable and inerrant as anything else in scripture. Holy Spirit inspired. Right. For sure. So why do you think, you know, letters or this letters to Theophilus? Um, what about this section? Do you think Luke was like, okay, I got to make sure to include this part about him being silenced for doubt. Like maybe, maybe we don't have an answer. I don't know. I just wanted to get your thoughts on, doesn't have to be hundred percent accurate, but why is that important for Theophilus to know and us? It's interesting because I read over that a couple times today and I, and I, I kind of mulled over it. Like, why did he mute Zechariah? Yeah. I think it has something to do with the fact of how faithful he actually was to the Lord until he was in the presence of the mouthpiece of the Lord. And I think there's something to say about, because it says in there, they're waiting for him to exit. Yeah. So if he was able to talk and he comes out of the temple and he says, I just saw this creature. He told me that Elizabeth's going to get pregnant. The community's already shaming him. Yes, bro. So then he comes out and he sounds like a crazy person. The angel of the Lord came and told me Elizabeth's going to get pregnant at 60 years old. They're going to go, are you nuts? And then he's going to say, well, I, I, I believe that's what he's already doubting. He's doubting to Gabriel. Yeah. What happens when this amazingly faithful man of God becomes doubtful to the regular people? Yes. hundred percent. So he's, he's, he's going to say, so the Lord has muted him for the purpose of his own, uh, the Lord to not be shamed basically or so do you I, think it's, I, don't, I don't know the correct term but yeah do you think it's important to make the distinction that this wasn't a punishment this was for the purpose of the lineage of i believe John so the yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i don't That's think it was punishment yeah 
after breaking that down, I, I don't think it was punishment. So maybe he was mute so that because he was doubtful already, uh, he couldn't share that share, doubt with, yeah. the, with the, the community. Or be influenced by someone, right. like you were saying. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That might be conjecture. L- uh, let's yeah, see I think, what, I, let me see if I have any. So this MacArthur in my study section says the sign given Zechariah was also a mild rebuke for doubting. Hmm. So I guess it was a form of punishment. Possibly. I mean, MacArthur studied way more than I did so far in my life. And, and so I kind of trust well. what he has yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I could see that. I don't know, because as we go forward in this chapter, Mary asked the same question, bro. And we'll get to that in a second. But Mary asked, I'm a virgin. How is this going to happen? Right. And she didn't she, get. No, she did not get. She muted. didn't get mute or rebuked or the angel was merciful to her. So this I, I was going to feel skip. like it has something to do with his position as this this priest. Hmm. Maybe. Anyway, if that's interesting to anyone listening, study it, man. Go go look into that because there's a reason Luke wrote this. There's a reason the Holy Spirit inspired him to write this. I don't know if it's maybe Gabriel's answer of in in today's language, bro. I stand in the presence of God Almighty, and I'm coming here to tell you this, and you're gonna doubt me. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's shut that thing down yeah. right now. Until it's true. <laughs> until you have tangible evidence of a child in your arms. Um, or possibly until I see you're obedient to my instructions, mute. I don't know. I'm not I'm not willing to die on that. Yeah, I'm not know? either. I, and I don't, but it's I don't, interesting. It is an interesting point. Um, okay. Anything else up until 25 for you that you wanted to share with the reader or the listeners? I think those are the two big things I was kind of. Yeah, that was my. Yeah, that was it. I will say, side note. Um, I have had to speak using signs only when I had a trach for, I don't know, however long that was. And it is very annoying to not be able to talk. Very annoying. So I was, I was kind of you know, not PTSD or anything, but I was like remembering what it was like when I had to mouth everything to my wife, everything. Yeah, I can't even and, imagine. Um, he had to do that for, I think five months, six months maybe. No, until the birth. Until the birth. It was until John okay. was, yeah, it goes on later and to say ba- when the- baby takes 12 months to be born. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say 12 months? No. Okay. So for no, nine was... months he was signing and- Right, because it says he doesn't, he's not able to talk until he, he scribes him. and names John. him John. Yes. That's a long time, dude. I did it for a couple weeks and it was annoying. My wife was like, huh? <laughs> like the whole time. And you know what? It caused me not to talk that much. I mean, I'm making up for it now. However, <laughs> it caused me to just kind of think about what I wanted to say and see if it was worth it. Like, do I really want to go through the trouble of mouthing this and the hassle of, huh? What was it? What'd you say? And then I was just like, water, <laughs> like <laughs> food. I, it got to the point where you had to really consider your words when you have no vocal ability. Not that that has anything to do with this, but I was just, you know, yeah. made me think. That's an interesting perspective. You kind of know what Zachariah went through. I do. Yeah. And it sucks. But for nine months, he had to be thinking, oh my God. Okay, bro. Am I ever going to talk again? Well, it's not probably only that, like, like, why did I doubt an angel? <laughs> I mean, right, yeah. for nine months, you lose your talking. After about probably... A couple days, you probably are like, man, this sucks so bad. This really, really, this new lifestyle, this ain't going away. This sucks so bad. And why did I even doubt? And I was in the presence of the Lord and I doubted it. I'll never doubt him again. Oh, for sure. It's possible. For sure. Yeah. It's possible. I that can that imagine is, that. Yeah. You know, if we encounter the Lord and uh, we leave doubting, what's that say to everyone else? Oh my gosh, dude, are we going to do this right now? Okay. <laughs> If we encounter the Lord or say we encountered the Lord, right? I had this huge encounter with the Lord, but yet the next day, all you can complain about is how fearful you are about things. What kind of encounter was that? Right. 
you know, I don't know. Don't, you know, maybe that was too much. I'm sorry if it was, but I'm just thinking that, I mean, how long do you think it took Zachariah to be like, what was I thinking? Why did I doubt an angel that told me this things? I don't know. Maybe there's nothing to that, but I was thinking about that. Okay. Good stuff. So we're done. So let's, let's go to a section, the birth of Jesus foretold. I love this. Here's where we start talking about our savior and Messiah, Jesus Christ of lowly Nazareth. Nothing good comes from Nazareth as they say in the Bible. So what do you have that you'd like to talk about 26 through this? This is 26 through um, 38. Do you have any, anything you want to touch on in that chunk there? Um, well, we, we, we already kind of talked about the whole Gabriel came to Mary, told her, said, Hey, now I do want to point out, yeah, let me backtrack a little bit. Okay. 27 to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. Mm-hmm. I think that's important Big time. because the prophecies say that the son of man will come from the lineage of David. Correct. Or a, what is it? A rod of David is the actual, some, one of the translations I think is the rod of David. Same thing. It's the, it's the family line of David. Yeah. Um, so I think it's important to note that because that is part of fulfilling prophecy. There is also, um, it, it is interesting how you said that Gabriel was more gracious with Mary, even though she doubted. I think that's a very interesting point. Um, and again, who knows, maybe it's because she was only 13, 14 years old, being graceful to the fact that this is a child that I'm speaking to. Quick. Uh, I was just thinking of something. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I know this is true? Do you think a mute mouth is a supernatural sign that you've been in the presence of someone supernatural? How do I know this is going to come true? Okay, got you. Is I got that, you. Yep, exactly. Like You won't talk again. Right. Is that a big enough sign for you? <laughs> I'm, is that possible? It could be. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I, I mean, I that makes sense. Anyway, I was just... You asked the wrong... You mean, sometimes you get what you ask for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what is it? There's that... Uh, be careful what you ask for. You might just get it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're spot on about the David thing, like 100%. Yeah, my ESV just blew my mind when yeah. I was reading this and how it said that the Lord entered the world by bypassing, I'm trying to remember the exact verbiage, I wish I had brought it with me, but it said he, that that Jesus entered the world by bypassing the lineage of Adam, so he had no sin nature, and he came through the lineage of David, which was a prophecy fulfilled, and yeah. David's lineage was considered righteous. Yes, so technically just speaking, like, technically uh, speaking, because he was born of a virgin, no sin nature. No sin nature right? at all, right. Which completely, like, I was like, I've never thought about that before. No curse. Like, nothing, yeah. Well, okay. But he was tempted just like we are, you know what I mean? He was fully he was, man. He was fully man and he fully, fully God. He was fully man, fully God. But um, he didn't come out guilty, Right. I think that's the right. biggest thing to take away. Right. He didn't come out of the womb guilty like we do. <laughs> guilty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guilty. Um, you need a savior. And he didn't. He was the savior. So that was beautiful to come through. The, it's the only way it could have happened, bro. Right. It's the only way it could have happened was for him to come through a virgin birth. And we make that so cute. Oh, born of a virgin. It's like no gang. Uh, first of all. No one's ever been born of a virgin. Secondly, it's not possible to be born from a virgin. Third of all, the only way for the sacrifice to be enough for the penalty is for him to be perfect. Right. Because the, the, the sentence was given from a perfect God. Like this is where people get tripped up on the Trinity. Okay. You ready? Here we go. Okay. Rabbit hole. <laughs> it's a deep one. <laughs> this is where people and hit us up, man. This isn't like this to me is salvation related because 
If you want to tell me there is no Trinity, you are in essence telling me Jesus was not enough of a sacrifice. Because Agreed. if God is the one giving down the sentence, God says, my righteousness has to be justified. Well, the only way for that righteousness to be filled is for someone in equal righteousness to pay that debt. It's like, uh, I don't know. It would be like, um, it would be like you, you committing some crime mm-hmm. and the penalty for it is a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. You would need a billionaire to be able to pay that fine. Yeah. Correct. Cause you're not a billionaire. I'm not a billionaire. <laughs> like correct. You have to have the equivalence of the fine in order yes. to pay it. Yes. And, and probably for the deeper thinkers, um, the penalty was, if we go back to the garden, I was just talking with some students last night about this. If we go back to the garden and we see what God's design was, and that was him reflecting to us and us reflecting him out, a, an image bearer of God, right? Yahweh mm-hmm. God. Us like just showing the world how wonderful he is. And the original design was we as a family unit were going to receive God's image, bear God's image, have kids that would receive God's image, bear God's image. And that's why God tells them, go multiply this thing, go fill this whole earth with image bearers of God. Well, you know what happened? That didn't happen, right? Sin entered. So the only way for this curse to be lifted is for someone to actually do that. For someone to actually do that. And, and to do that, you had to bypass sin and to bypass sin you had to remember the sin was attributed to Adam, not to Eve, even though she was the first one. And I think in Hebrews and Romans, something like that, Adam got the penalty. So the lineage was always the man when it comes to the sin and stuff like that. So although Mary was a a sinful person without the man's seed, uh, it wasn't considered sinful, right? So the virgin birth was the only way. Because what if God would have just zapped Jesus down here already um, in human form, right? Then it wouldn't have been one of us. Correct. <laughs> and he wouldn't have been able to pay the price that we need to pay. Bro, you you could spend a lifetime understanding this. And maybe that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I want to do. I want to spend my whole life helping people understand the magnitude that is in these pages it's yeah. bigger than a manger scene. Oh, yeah. It's bigger than a virgin Mary, named Mary. It is life and death. And God is so gracious and so loving. He did it the only way that we could benefit from. And the only way we could understand it. Yes. And it's like. He could he could have done it a million different ways. However, he wanted to do it. But he knew the limitations of our understanding. Man. And completed it through the simple human mind. Yeah. Which, again, just shows how loving and gracious he actually is. And that he's a creator because he says, okay, I created this, this this brain to this comprehension level. I have to create a, a I have to give a explanation. Yeah, I have to give the solution mm, yeah. in a method that they can understand. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so any non-Trinitarians out there, just, you know, possibly consider the point that I made about if they're not all one, then the price can't be paid. It just can't. It would be a lesser payment for a higher sacri or a higher penalty. And that's not going to do it. No, that's works, right? That's us doing as much as we possibly can. And it's just not working. It has to be God. God's God saw the problem, sent the solution, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. We made the problem. He sent the solution. Whatever. It's beautiful. It is amazing. So I love uh, the house of David thing. It's so important for for people who need. Remember last week we talked about standing on, uh, uh, you know, putting legs to people's table and helping them stand on a firmer foundation. If this house of David thing isn't understood, because maybe like I used to be, the Old Testament wasn't that appealing. You know, I didn't quite understand it. And and that's possible for a lot of people. The house of David was the was the closest that God had to someone almost doing it right. 
Right. You know, we had Abraham and Moses and Adam and Eve and um, uh, Joseph and Jacob and Isaac and Israel. And we had a lot of people carry the torch for God's people along the way. David, bro, almost had it, man. He was after God's heart. He wanted nothing but God's righteousness, but sin got him. Sin got him. And the, and that's when that's when God's kingdom and, started going, woo! Right, and, you know? and it's, it's interesting um, to me that we as humans put sin on pedestals, right? Every, even non-believers, oh, murder is worse than rape, and rape is worse than adultery, mm-hmm. and God doesn't look at it that way. God says that's disobedience. Disobedience is disobedience. Disobedience begets uh, consequences. Mm-hmm. So, how how crazy is it that David's sin encompassed all of the major sins that most people would be like, "You're a terrible person," and God still considered him completely righteous. disqualified. Yeah, murder, adultery. Uh, some will argue that he raped Bathsheba, that she wasn't willing. Um, that's conjecture fully, but I'm yeah. just saying I've read, I've heard people say that. So if you, if you take that situation, he committed all of the major sins that people would be like, you deserve the death penalty. Yeah. And God's like, you are after my heart. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. So if you look at like, uh, like, like a kind of a map of the old Testament, you have the garden and then you have like Abraham and Moses and like, you know, the 10 commandments was, was a part where God came into covenant with his people and it looked like it was going to, we're getting there. Yeah. And then here comes the sin cycle again. And then the people want judges. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe this will crash. Right. And then the people want Kings. And then David comes and the highest pinnacle of humanity with David, unified kingdom. It, it was exactly what was supposed to be. And then if you look at after his line, Solomon, um, if you read first and second Kings and the rest of the old Testament, bro, ratchet, dude, nothing, oh, just, yeah, nothing complete, but savagery, yeah, if just, that's a word, just rebellion. I mean, murder and re- it was like the days of Noah. It really was. It was like the days of Noah where what's well, similar to today where everyone's, <laughs> Just all about themselves. Whatever right. they want, they do it. It doesn't matter who they're stepping on. And um, so the lineage of David is so important because Jesus came back to continue the trajectory of the kingdom. Right. You know, he, he came back to. Um, and I think I think that. The. Well, I can't remember his name right now, the person that this is written to. This letter, Theophilus. Theophilus. I think he would have known David. He would have. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah he King, would have been familiar enough with. Yeah. He may he may not have known Abinadab or some yeah, of yeah. the lineages yeah, from yeah. there, but he would have known King David. So it was important to tie the yeah, lineage the, of Mary. It, at this time, David, King David, still would have been like the Elon Musk of the ancient world. Yeah. Like everybody knows who he exactly. Is. So not only was, um, uh, Joseph tied to um so mary was tied to if if i'm getting this wrong let me know but i believe this is accurate uh mary was tied to the throne of david which would have been the kingly line of david right Mm -hmm. so jesus was able to be born king of the jews and he was and then uh joseph was born to the bloodline of david so he would have been able to be born son of David. I mean, wow, dude, if, and I, th- I, th- I think we go into this because like, um, we do in verse 30 coming up. Yeah. We can go into that, but the way that Jesus was born, it fulfilled so many prophecies that unless you are aware, you won't think this is very special. But if you, if you take the time to oh, really the, appreciate your Bible, you'll appreciate Jesus even more. Right. The statistics on if he just fulfills one prophecy versus how many he actually, like versus if he fulfills 10 versus however many he actually, I think it's 37, just his birth fulfilled, something like that. It's a lot. The chances of that happening and being predicted 
however many years before he was actually born. The numbers are absurd. The statistics are absolutely insane. Yeah. So if we go to uh, 31, the angels telling Mary, same kind of setup he told Zachariah, right? Same kind of setup. Right. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. She was a virgin, bro. She's a like, virgin. What? No way. <laughs> and not only will you bear a son, you'll call his name Jesus, which was Yeshua. You got something on that? Oh, it just would have been huge to her because she would have known the meaning of that word. She would have been like, well, it was Joshua to them, right? It was Joshua. It's the same name as, remember Joshua and Caleb? Right. Moses' um, people that took over after him. They're the ones, oh, dude, I can't do this right now. It's, <laughs> okay, just in like a Cliff Notes version, when you look at the, the Israelite story in the desert, okay, and they go all the way to the promised land. Moses died. He was not allowed entrance into the promised land. Well, who takes the who takes the people from captivity into the promised land but a man named Joshua? And here, Yeshua, okay, in Hebrew, Yeshua. And then we have a proclamation of someone coming to take these people from freedom into pro, or kept, or, uh, from captivity into freedom. And his name is also Yeshua. Except it's a permanent freedom. If you take it, if you, <laughs> it's right. just like, dude, nothing in the Bible is on accident. Nothing. Every it, it's like, it's like you're lifting up something. And if you're, and if you want to, there's something behind it and it's cool <laughs> and you should, and it's awesome. Right. So, yeah. So, um, there's this link that I save on my phone. It's Jesus throughout the Bible. Yeah. I love it. It says in Joshua, He's the better Joshua who leads us to eternal rest. Amen. Amen. So he took the people into the promised land. And if we will let him, he'll take us into the promised land <laughs> forever. No wonder his name was Jesus, bro. Well, it wasn't actually Jesus, but you know, that's the word we use. Right. But no wonder his name was Yeshua or Joshua because he, Joshua was the representation of what was to come, bro. Right. He was. He's fulfilling he, this. Mary would have known that. She would have most definitely known that. So not only she. Virgin, and been like, what? Yes. <laughs> not only is she a virgin. She's going to have a son named Yeshua. He will be the son of God. That's not a phrase. That's like the angel saying, your son will be the son of God. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David. So his dad, hold on. She's like, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm a virgin, about to have a son. His name is, he's going to do the promised land thing. He's God's son, but he's also David's son. I mean, and then 33, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Can you imagine receiving this? Can you imagine receiving something like this from an angel at 14, being a virgin, being not popular, no, no credit to her own. She was surprised that the angel even said she was favored with the Lord. Like, right. Me? She's like, what? You kidding me? I'm no one. And, uh, this is a very good example of what God is looking for. He is looking for people who think very lowly of themselves and very highly of him. He wants Amen. to use those people because they won't want to take credit. Right. They won't want to say, well, look at me. Look how good I am. They'll say, oh, my gosh, if you'd have known who I was before God, you would have know I can't do this. Right. You would know I can't do this. <sighs> um, I love this because Mary was lowly, man, and she was nothing. Don't get me wrong, please. Please don't get me wrong. I, I know she's to be respected and, you know, it's, it's an honor to be Jesus's mother. It's an honor. But in it of herself just like us, bro, just like us. And then her, her response was, how will this be since I am a virgin? She didn't seem to question the other stuff. Yeah. She didn't even question the fact that she was going to be carrying like the Mary. Did you know <laughs> that your baby side note, Mike Winger did a great, uh, exposition on that song and said it is a very biblically 
correct he, song. Correct. Yeah, he I loves see. it. He he said he actually didn't like it at first because mm-hmm. he thought it glorified Mary, and then when he actually went back and listened to the lyrics, he's like, "This is probably one of the most beautiful Christmas songs ever written," <laughs> or I something s- like that. <laughs> I saw I saw a meme about that song, and it says, "Here's the answer to Mary. Did you know? Yes, no. Yes, yes, no. Yeah, no. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was um, funny." But, but she didn't even question that he was going to be, you know, the son of the most high. She just says, wait, how am I going to be pregnant as a virgin? Yeah. You think she was like. So she didn't doubt. Yeah, she didn't doubt. Mm. <laughs> she doubted the physical side of it. Right. I have a little note in my Bible that says human reaction to divinity. Like our human brains can't comprehend stuff right this you know right even zachariah he's like but we're old man um but he the angel was so so gracious merciful and gracious and the angel answered her the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you therefore the child to be born will be called holy the son of god real quick that will be called holy it's not in there on accident, right? Mm-mm. A little bit of examination. So in in the time of the law, which is this, in the Jewish, you know, uh, time frame this was in, the firstborn son to break the womb was consecrated and set aside as holy. So, and that was for the livestock and, and everything. It was, right. it was, it was not, to the Lord. Right. Um, so for him to be the firstborn of a virgin whose womb had never been touched. I mean, bro, there's nothing more holy than that in, in the in the realm of this context. No wonder it happened like this. He was holy, bro. No defilement in him, dude. Not None, from the beginning. Not at all. Not till the None. end. Right. Come on, dude. A perfect human doesn't exist until this. That's good. Man, that's... Blowing my mind. Right. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who has called, who was called barren. (laughs) For nothing will be impossible with God. This is still the angel talking. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from Amen, her. Amen, dude. <laughs> like, so this terrifying creature yeah. shows up to her and says, hey, you're going to have the Lord's baby mm-hmm. through the Holy Spirit coming over you, even though you're a virgin. Her only question is, how? Because I'm a virgin. Yeah. And then she says, I am a servant of the Lord. Have at it. Yeah. and I, the, I'm here to do whatever he wants me to do. Bro, the angel's explanation was even more supernatural than <laughs> Jesus's explanation of the Holy Spirit's going to come. He's going to overshadow you. Don't yeah, worry about yeah, it. Yeah, just, we got this. Fine. And she's like, bet. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Man, I want. That kind of faith? I want it. Like, I want that to be my, my saying on an everyday basis. I, behold, I'm, I'm a, a servant, servant of the Lord. Lord. Let it be to me according to your word, man. Amen. Um, and it must have been kind of a shock for her to be like, my cousin Elizabeth, who can't have kids, is six months pregnant, you know? Yeah, and it's crazy because if you think about it, uh, she would have she um, definitely known that she was, was barren because, I mean, she's 13, 14 years old. Elizabeth's in her 60s. Yeah. She's known her her entire life. Yeah. She knows the history, knows the family history that she's been trying. Absolutely. And, you know, bro, I think we might be able to finish Luke one. Okay. I think we might be able to. Yeah, we're close. We're getting there. Yeah. Do you have anything that you want to talk about when Mary visits Elizabeth? That's the title from 39 to 45. Do you have anything in there that you want to cover? Um, I mean, while you're looking, here's here's the kind of the, what's going on in these verses for those who aren't reading along. This is when um, Mary goes to visit Elizabeth. 
And <laughs> dude, like as soon as Mary walks in with the Messiah in her belly, um, Elizabeth just, it says she was filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Overwhelmed with joy. Over, Overwhelmed. And I don't know if she had heard previously or I don't know if the Holy Spirit just kind of confirmed it in her, which I think is probably more than likely since they didn't have text messages and IG and phones back then. But uh, when Mary came into her presence, not only did Elizabeth rejoice, but John the Baptist like leaped in her belly, like mm-hmm. maybe even got filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that the scriptures make reference to him being filled with the Holy Spirit in her womb. So maybe that's what that's about. But dude, the thing that, that grabbed me about this passage is the response to the Messiah. Let me just read real quick what Elizabeth says. Okay. You too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Let me just read what Elizabeth says. I was talking to Josh Fuller. What's up, my guy? Shout out to Josh Fuller about this earlier today. And, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me for behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Dude, we can't even get people to raise their hands in church, right? in the presence of the Messiah. And Elizabeth's like, yo, like, what, know, man. what stuck out to me here? So Mary had to go visit Elizabeth, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say... Mary sent a letter to Elizabeth saying, I'm coming. Right. It doesn't say Mary picked up the phone and sent her a text message saying, hey, I'm going to show up at your house in a few days. Right. No, it says in those days, Mary arose and went with haste until the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. Yep. As soon as Mary walked in, Elizabeth had no clue that she was pregnant or anything. Yeah. And says, as soon as she heard her voice, she knew she was carrying the, the Savior. Like. Holy Spirit, like empowerment, you think? Like. Yes. Supernatural kind of. Completely supernatural. Because I fully feel like if there would have been some type of communication between Mary and Elizabeth to say, hey, I'm coming to visit or anything like that, Luke would have documented it. It would have been known. Maybe a different greeting as well or something right like, like oh hey, hey glad you're finally made it yeah, exactly you yeah. know uh how is uh you know glad you could make the journey and no she is fully surprised that mary is showing up in the first thing out of her mouth and it says elizabeth was filled with the holy spirit so it just it's amazing to me how she's like it's not even a oh my gosh are you pregnant or it's just complete like you have the overwhelming yes. joy that you're carrying the savior of the world in your womb. Yeah. And I didn't know anything about it until this exact moment. And we, we also have to keep in mind the period of silence, um, 300, 400 something years from the last book of the Bible until Malachi this scene. until this yes. moment, right? Three to 400 years of where God, people say God didn't speak one time. He just let humans do their thing. They had rejected him so much. themselves yes. so much. He was like, whatever, not whatever, but you know what I mean? In human terms, like he, he wasn't actively speaking through prophets or really trying to save anyone at that point. He was, he was fed up. That's how I think about it. He's like, these people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's possible. But so this scene breaks. That's another, hundreds of years. Yeah, there's another conversation of about silence. That. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover that another time. But to those who were who were righteous, and to those who were hanging on to scripture, and as we'll see here in the next passage, but to those who are who were, I should say, man, what's it like to, dude? Okay, okay, man, is this just like? <laughs> am I just saying all kinds of things to offend people tonight? I don't mean to. I it's it just seems true. It's unfortunate the truth is offensive. What's it like to hang on with no signs, no wonders? These people had lived their whole life with nothing but the Torah, bro. 
nothing but the Torah and the sacrifice. The, the tent was gone. The temple was gone. There, the Lord was not really moving like he was with the prophets and with the kings and, and with the, the signs and wonders and the cloud in the sky and the fire. None of that. All they had was the Torah. And there were still some people who were holding on to that so righteously. The Lord was like, okay, it's time. Who am I going to use to bring this? Okay. Here's some righteous people. Here's some people that love me. Here's some people that even though they haven't seen anything miraculous, they're still holding on. This to me, dude, if I if I have an overwhelming theme so far of Luke 1, it's righteousness without supernatural support, you know? It's just belief. It's just belief, bro. And I think that's what the Lord has wanted from the beginning till now. Believe. You believe me, dude? I will do signs. I will do wonders so that your faith can be amplified. But what about, does anyone just believe me? Mary did. <laughs> look, okay, so look at her song. Did you know this was a song? I did. That's I read cool. that, yeah. She, I'm not going to sing it. Uh, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to, you can. That would uh, be awesome. No, I'll I'm, clip that I, thing I will not be singing anything on this I'll podcast. I'll clip that thing and put a track to it. And we'll <laughs> this will be the new Mary, did you know? My soul magnifies the Lord. Oh, boy. <laughs> so... I love that it's a song. She, this is her response to like what's going on. She sing, she sings the Lord a song, and he he loves that. I know he loves that, dude. David used to do that, and anyway. Well, and the Bible tells us that the worship is, you know, make a joyful noise, right? Right. So, this is so. It this is so um, infilled with Old Testament references that she knew the Torah. Frying back, dude. Right. She that was her like oh man. And I believe that's why when Gabriel came to her, she didn't question it because she knew the Torah so well. And if you okay. If it just all makes, you had was the Old Testament, this should all make sense. Right. If all right. you had was the Old Testament, the Torah, the prophets, the poetry books, the I, wisdom books. I just wonder it all says this. I wonder at what point Mary's like Finally. Oh, I'm mm. I'm the fulfillment of the prophecy? Maybe. What? What? Can you imagine? Like, oh my gosh. Can you imagine? My son is going to be the fulfillment of everything that I I've read. I think so, dude. I, I really think so. Oh, it gives me chills just thinking about it. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Like, can I say your wife's name on here? Sure. Okay. If this happened to patients and it was Jesus, you know, how would your life, how would you take care of that? This might be too deep of a conversation. It is so hard to even comprehend. Like, like, would you not just be so protective and overjoyed and like everything would revolve around your, the Messiah because you know, he's the savior of the world. Would you not? Um, I think we should still act that way about him. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I think, I think our whole world should revolve around here, around him, bro. If we realize who he is, and that he's ours and that we're his dude it should be different than casual oh 100 it should be all-encompassing life-consuming if someone says to me all you do is study yeah yeah that's right worship study tell people about god yeah you know why because i get it bro i freaking get it dude this is all it's about Everything else, I do make time for my family. We do go on vacations. I do work on my diet and I do like I do worldly things too, but not without this being at the center of everything. Right. It's too important. You feel that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't at first, like a couple years ago, but. Oh, yeah, right? definitely. Have at, you at not first, like. Uh, completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's too important, dude. Do you want to read the song? Do, go ahead. And sing it. I don't want to sing the song. <laughs> What I was going to say is, so at first I'm like, okay, this is cool. This guy died for my sins. You know, I, I get that. I've, you know, I went to a couple of church services as a kid. I had some general understanding and as an agnostic, I was kind of a jerk about it and was like, I know more about the Bible than most Christians. Right. Man, <laughs> it's probably true. Um, but I didn't understand the relationship part. Even even after saying, you know, raising my hand and saying, yes, I accept Jesus as my Savior, I didn't understand what the walk meant. I'm to the point now. Did you understand what a Savior was? Like, did you understand 
why you needed a savior? That no, you I did dead, not. No, I did not. Un- a, nope. uh, right. Did not understand any of that. Yeah. I'm to the point now. And I, I want to choose my words carefully because I don't want it to be misconstrued. I, I think that's wise. I'm so fearful of the Lord in, in a reverent, reverential yeah. manner. Yeah, bro. His holiness. I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm like... Uh, well, well, I don't I, think you could screw it I up. Know, I know, I know. But there's parts of me that's like, I don't ever want to do anything that hurts you again. Okay, I love that way. Yes, that's a I don't, hard posture. I don't ever want to do yeah. anything that like... I sometimes, I sometimes will sin because we all do it, sure. right? Yeah. Like we, we can't help it. Right. I'll sometimes sin. And then in the back of my mind, I get this picture of being the Roman guy with the cat and nine tails just swinging it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Man. You are the reason that that swing had to gouge his ribs open and tear him open at his crucifixion. You're the reason that that decision you just made is the reason that that's happening. What is wrong with you? Hmm. And it wrecks me every time. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, Lord. Like, I, I, it just, and that, that's the type of reverential fear that I'm talking about. Like, yeah. And then you're immediately like thankful for his mercy and grace. Instantaneous. Thank you, God. I'm like, I am sorry. Like, that's the first thing that I think is like, I'm so sorry. I know that what I did, the decision I just made was, was wrong. I feel the same way, dude. And, yeah. But like in my mind, the the way that I am, the way that I see things at this moment is I get mad at the devil, dude, or the kingdom of darkness or my flesh or whatever, because I know there's two wars going on. I know that he came to solve the problem. I know right. he did. So when I sin, I'm like, I just, I just like fought for the wrong team there. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I just rebelled against the one that I love. So yes, very similar to you. Um, but as long as you don't feel condemned and that it leads you to repentance and that you are overwhelmed by his grace and his mercy, it's, it's perfectly cool, bro, because sin is disgusting. Right. It's horrible. It's a rebellion against the savior and what he came to do. Right. It's a spit in his face. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then you, you realize that you're covered and it's like, not only did you cover my sin for salvation, you also cover my sin forever. I mean, that's, that's more of an imputed righteousness conversation that, that could take a long time, but that's how wonderful this is, man. That's how, that's how big his death was. Right. That's how perfect he had to be because it not only fulfilled the requirement for the sacrificial law of the, of the Mosaic covenant and the, the Levite, uh, Levitical, Levitical covenant. Not only did it do that, it fulfilled the, the law of sin, past, present, future. It's crazy. Amen. Anyway, so let me read this song. I'll do my best Mary impression. We'll see. It's 2023. Do what you I want. I hope no Catholics are listening. They will find me and, <laughs> and stone me. I'm not going to do it because I do respect Mary. Don't get me wrong. I was just joking. Sorry if anyone's offended by that. This is what Mary had to say. My soul magnifies the Lord. Mm. Amen. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She already knew. For there's a Trinitarian, bro. You you want to like debate Trinity? God, my Savior. She's talking about Jesus. Jesus right. in her belly. God is sending this. Like she's correlating everything here. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. Do you understand how important she realizes the Savior is? She understands She knew sin. instantly. Yes. Like she, she, like to your point, she knew the Torah so well. She knew she that this was the fulfillment of yes. prophecy. Yes. She was like... No more sacrifices? This is it. Yeah. He's going to do it all? Okay. So like... She gets it. We got a track, dude. And his mercy is for those who... Okay, real quick. What if... To me, she's contemplating. Like, can you imagine the people who are watching TV? I don't even know when Powerball runs, but let's say it's a Tuesday night. And they're looking at their ticket dough. And they're like, okay, there's one. Two. Right? Three. And they're like... Oh, this... Four. 
the fifth one, like the big $500 million one. Right. Okay. So now they're like, okay, what does this mean? I have the winning ticket. What does this mean? And they go through their life and Mary, I think that's, she's reflecting. Right. Wow. What does this mean? The savior has come. And, um, it's, it's wise that we do that. What? Okay. If this is true, if we really believe in the Messiah and the Messiah, what does this mean for my life? Okay. It's no longer about me. Mm-mm. It's no longer about me. I'm his, I'm working for him now. And okay. We'll leave Paul to discuss all of that. <laughs> That's his specialty, you know, but anyway, most definitely. And his mercy is for those who fear him. Amen. From generation to generation, he has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel. You got to be thinking she's thinking about the Old Testament, like all the stories of the kings and the the 100%. people who, whatever. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, the covenant to Abraham. As he spoke to our fathers, now here you go, to Abraham and to his offering, offspring forevermore. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay, you want to try and finish this out, or you want to stop there? I don't know how long we've been rolling. Oh, we are at about an hour. One hour? You want to take ten more minutes and finish this, and yeah, yeah, call we it can, an hour. I think, we, yeah, I think we can finish. I think the people one. will be happy with an hour yeah. ten. <laughs> that's that's like what were we last week? Hour twenty something? Uh, something like that. Okay, yeah. so this will be good. So, um, what would you like to? So, from fifty-seven to eighty. Do you have any notes on anything you wanted to to touch on? Oh, look at this in verse 58. This might go back to why she hid herself. Remember we talked about that for a second? And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her and they rejoiced with her. Right. They were they could remove the reproach. Right. You know, that could right, right. be a reference to that. And on the, I'll just read it. And on the eighth day, which is the typical circumcision day in the Jewish law, my son was circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> Why was I about to share that? No one knows who that is. <laughs> anyway, on the eighth day. And I, I don't know if that's... <laughs> Bro, my thoughts just are wild sometimes. Um, not that it's bad, but I don't want to like, I don't want to like do him like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyway, I remember <coughs> being, you know, when he was a baby and I would look at the, the appointment date and it was on the eighth day and I was like, do they do that? Was that random or is that because the Bible says that? Anyway, sorry, son. <laughs> Sold him out just like that. Sorry, my, my boy. Merry Christmas. And on the eighth day, <laughs> they came to circumcise the child and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, no. Hang on. The mother answered. He must have told the mother. He was still mute. Yes. He must have signed to the mother. We have to. That's, bro, that's beautiful right there. He was firm in his silence about what it was going to be. Because the angel didn't say to her. The angel said to Zechariah. Um, He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was open and his tongue began loosed. Maybe he was so firm in his beliefs that now he was a witness instead of a skeptic right you know maybe the doubt was fully gone at this point maybe nine months of not being able to talk and he's like okay <laughs> oh here we go and immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spoke blessing god i think that's important i think that's important and too. fear came on all the neighbors and all these come on dude don't let's preach let's preach on this and fear came on their neighbors and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of that's the point. A glorified point. God. Yes. Glorify God. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts saying, what then will this child be for the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy spirit and prophesied saying, now I don't, I have a question mark on this because we do see the, and we do see the Holy spirit come in Acts two, right? To be an indwelling 
uh, person inside of the believer. So I'm not sure if Zechariah, if the Holy Spirit came upon him to prophesy, because that's what happened in the Old Testament with Saul and, and, and other people. The Holy Spirit would come upon them to do the thing that they were needing to do. But my Bible says filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know if that's temporary. So, you know, just something to consider. Here's what Zechariah said. You care if I read this? And we'll Not finish at all. It out. Okay. We are the scripture bros. Read the scripture. <laughs> uh, if you want, stop me to say anything you want to say. But this was Zechariah's prophecy. Um, Blessed be the Lord, God of Israel. For he has visited and redeemed his people. And he has raised up a horn. Maybe that's what you were talking about earlier. A horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Horn? What did you say? Rod. Rod, rod of I've heard, I think I've heard rod too. A horn of salvation. Now the horn, just from a, a biblical Is this a Old chauffeur? Testament. A chauffeur? A uh, chauffeur, I believe. Chauffeur. Excuse me. But it was also what they carried the anointing oil in. Mm, and they would pour it on the person who was anointed. And it was a very symbolic thing. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from the old. Come on, dude. So he would have, I mean, he was a priest, man. They would have trusted his connection between his, his scripture that he's reciting. Right. His understanding of scripture. And, and it's like, he's like, Oh snap. Because, well, we have to remember, um, at this time, the average person couldn't read. Yeah. They were, they would have gone to a priest like Zechariah to have the Torah read to them. Yes. In the temple or something In like that. In the temple yeah. or whatever. They wouldn't have read it for themselves like we do today. Yeah. So that ups the level of respect that they have for Zechariah. Okay. Makes sense. 71. That we should be safe from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. 72, to show the mercy, just in case, this is about Jesus, just in case anyone is is wondering, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. Bro, he is a covenant keeper, dude. He is a covenant keeper. Our time is not his time. Change your perspectives. Don't change him. Sorry. He's a covenant keeper, dude. Amen. It doesn't matter how long it's been. He's faithful. He's faithful. He exists outside of time. Time yes. doesn't matter to him. Only to us. Right. I keep telling. I don't know why time this is a human up. construct. Yes, dude. I don't know why I keep telling people this, but it was such a, a mind boggling, um, or as Zoolander says, mind bottling. Was <laughs> 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 uh, this mind boggling concept when I was studying um, apologetics? I was looking to the atmosphere or the planet systems and the the theory of uh, relativity, and I was looking to the um, fine-tuning theory is, is a wonderful thing. In case anyone really wants to know why creationism is the right way, check out fine-tuning. It's it's crazy. It, it explains how if the earth was off its axis by one 100 to the billionth, what's some crazy number? I mean, like, infinitesimal. You can't even... It doesn't even exist in real numbers. But if it was off by that much, we would either burn up because we'd be too close to the sun or we'd freeze because we'd be too far away. It's the, the perfect. It sounds like you've been reading life. William Lane Craig. <laughs> um, I think I, that's I know, something he teaches. Yeah, about. it is. Uh, I do love him. He's amazing. Yeah, he's a genius. This was through the um, Truth Project. Okay. Which was great. Mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend the Truth Project. William Lane Craig, I highly recommend him. Very good for apologetics and and firming your faith up. Because if all we have is like what, our, what we think and, and our emotions, like we'll get toppled quickly. Because right. the world is will wreck you if your foundation is not stable. Uh, anyway, so 74. I'm sorry, 75. Let's go to 74. That we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Now, this is the switch to John the Baptist. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. I think this is the prophecy part. You will be called the prophet of the most high. So you will go out and tell people who's coming, right? For you will go before the Lord. (laughs) I didn't know. I don't know, man. I love when that happens. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, 
whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness. Amen. And in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Amen. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. And he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. That's chapter one. Love it. That's it. It's beautiful. I've never read that chapter been taken away, like blown away like I have been. Right. Same. It's amazing what happens when you study. It is. It's so much better than just reading. Right. Because typically it's, let's read Luke 1. Oh, we have a virgin. She's pregnant. Yeah. It's the Savior. Okay, on to Luke 2. Exactly. There's did, no, what does this mean? Did you see the um, the post? I don't know if I put this up on the Scripture Bros IG or my personal one, but did you see the one where it said, don't determine the meaning of, of Scripture, discover the meaning of Scripture? I found that in that hermeneutics book. And it couldn't be more true. Amen. We're not trying to figure out what we think this means. We're trying to figure out, like, what does it mean? You know what I mean? So that brings up an interesting point. (laughs) Uh, Throughout high school, uh, maybe college, like uh, literature classes, every book that you ever go through is, what does the author mean when they write this. Right. What is the author trying to say here? Right. Why is the Bible the only book that's different? Why is it why is Shouldn't the Bible it's a the only book that's different I know from any other piece of literature that says what is the author trying to say? Dude, uh, when the author is the creator of the universe, don't you really want to know what he's trying to say? I do. <laughs> I do too. I had some students the other day, even, even your daughter said this the other day, they were talking about homework or something like that. They're like, yeah, we got to read this thing and use the context clues to figure out. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what you do here too. Right. (laughs) Right. It's no different. That's what you do with your Bible too. You know, um, it is literature. It is literature, ancient literature at that. But bro, I love this man. I love this podcast. I love doing this with you. Amen. And, uh, that was beautiful. Any last words of wisdom any apologies you need to make for anything you said tonight i don't <laughs> i don't have a son that's been circumcised so no <laughs> i'd like to spend the last five minutes apologizing to <laughs> anyway um i pray the lord blesses whoever's listening to this and that your yeah, eyes amen. would be opened even more than than ours i mean just like go get it man go go get it dude like and woman <laughs> dude do that <laughs> just like the Bible is the most important thing we have, you know, in our Christian walk. And if we just leave it as a magazine, it'll never be rightly understood. So I hope you learn from us and find value in what we're doing. And I hope that not even that it inspires you to go do it yourself. Right. You know, don't just listen to what we have to yeah. say. It inspires you to go do it yourself. And any, you treat any book of the Bible like this, you read it and you figure out, okay, What's it mean? You know, and it takes some time. It does. It takes some time, but that's okay. It's worth it. We have time. You have your earthly lifetime. Yeah. To figure it out. It's worth it. But, um, all right, bro. That's it, man. Yeah. If you, uh, if you know anybody that might want to listen, share it with them. Yep. Let us know how we're doing in the comments or email us if you want. Uh, I think we're going to do Luke two after Christmas, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Next week's the 27th. Yeah. Two days out. Am I, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. So. You can right. look forward to that. Luke 2. Luke 2 coming at you. We do this because we love you all. Yeah. The end. The end. All right, bro. Good one.